This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to episode number whatever of the Stacey West podcast. I'm your host Gary and with me as ever is, no actually he's not, Ben's not with me. Uh, Jake Tong is going to be with you, he's not with me either. Um, but what I'm doing, what we're doing is we're recording a special preview today um, to bring you Jake's excellent uh, pre-match analysis with Oxford United fan Joe Citroni. Uh, ben and I decided that if we were to record this evening as usual and put the pod out at the usual time, it would give you minimal time, unfortunately, to listen to our dulcet tones and witty banter. Uh, so we're going to record again over the weekend, analysing the Oxford game, uh, the other League One results, and then obviously looking ahead to another week off and, and probably towards Easter. And we'll be answering some of your questions as well. Uh, if you do want a of me, which is highly unlikely because even my partner doesn't at the moment. Um, I'll be on Gab Sutton's preview show, um, either the C, I think it goes out tomorrow um, with an Oxford United fan, not sure who yet, and obviously Match Day Live will be on. And if you need your fix of Ben, he seems to be the local celebrity at the moment, and you can find him on the Lincolnite, the uh, the Red Imps official site, but obviously not the Echo because they don't like us. Um, so anyway, there you go. Uh, uh, what I'll do now is I'll leave you in the capable hands of Jake and Joe, who will doubtless give you far more succinct um, insight into tomorrow night's huge game than Ben and I would by rambling on. Uh, and there's probably not even a mention of XG either. Do enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Station West Preview pod. My name is Jake, your host. Uh, we are joined today by a girlfriend of the pod, Joe Citrone from Oxford. Joe, mate, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Long time no speak. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Apart from the, um, the sleep deprivation we spoke about um, before we came on air. Um, <laughs> just a bit about lockdown then. How are you sort of coping? Um, obviously, you know, the end looks like it might be in sight and return to football grounds in, what, two months, potentially three months. But, you know, how are you coping personally? Oh, well, I don't want to jinx it, mate. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully the end's in sight. Yeah, just um, just getting on with stuff, mate. Just work and and uh, all that all that good stuff. And yeah, the the joys of I follow uh, continuing by the look of it for for the time being. But hopefully, not for much longer. And um, just a question that I've uh, I've been asking a few guests recently. Um, when you watch on I follow and your team are away from home, who has been the worst commentary duo that you've had to endure and sit through for the for the season 
mate yeah. you're an amateur you, you, you can switch it to your own one i just switch it to the i just get bbc radio oxford mate every week you? yeah oh because recently obviously bbc reporters haven't been traveling so we've had to put up with, we had to put up with portsmouth <laughs> and, oh we had oh portsmouth was a nightmare Portsmouth oh, I can't even imagine. I'd have it on mute, mate. I'd have it on mute. Oh, uh, well, it's just nice like to have someone to talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The Wimbledon ones were class, but Portsmouth, my goodness. Horrendous. Yeah, I mean, for, for our commentators, I get sometimes embarrassed by, by their bias for, like, us. Like, let, let alone, yeah. like, another team yeah. having to listen to that, honestly. Well, thankfully, we'll have the um, down-the-middle reporting of Sky Sports on Friday night. Um, yes. Anyway, then, um, something that I sort of looked at on social media this week, reports are coming out that your manager, Carl Robinson, could well be making his way to Sheffield United after this season. Currently, uh, you know, it's not quite known. Just what what are your thoughts as a, an Oxford fan about that sort of about that sort of rumour and, and whether he could be going, whether he could be staying? What's your your um... Well, he's, he's been sort of linked here, there and everywhere. The last, he's been linked with a few jobs, I think. He was linked with, I think, Birmingham. He was linked with um, briefly before Lee Bowyer got it a few weeks ago. And I think he seems pretty settled at Oxford. But of course, like, if you get an offer from a team that's just come down from the Premier League in the Championship, and we it looks like we're going to still be in League One next year, um, it's going to be very difficult to turn down. I mean, he's, he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a Marmite manager. I mean, I you know, a lot of Oxford fans love him. Um, he's he's sort of, yeah, he's he's an interesting character. I mean, I think he's he's done well for us. Like last couple of years, he's he's sort of built a pretty good team, pretty solid foundations, and it would be yeah. sort of a shame to see that sort of broken up. It would be a shame to see that sort of to to have more uncertainty, and especially like the last few times we've brought in a manager, it's been a sort of long drawn out ridiculous names on sky bet odds lists yeah. and it's just horrible i don't want to go through that again particularly <laughs> so um yeah i mean I, I i don't think it'll happen to be honest mate i i i i i'm sure he'll be maybe third fourth fifth choice on the list i mean if mm. they get down that far maybe he might be in a bit of trouble but i think he seems pretty set at oxford to be honest i mean um and i think sheffield united has seen coming down from the premier league I mean, I think they'd be setting their sights a little bit higher. No disrespect to Carl, but he's obviously not, he's not got yeah. a promotion with Oxford. He's not, you know, yeah. and the one time he deal with MK, he comes straight back down. So I think, I think they'll say, I, th- I think we'll be okay there. I don't, I, I'm not too, too concerned about that. And I've only seen a few sort of reports here and there, like just like we did with him and Birmingham and that turned out okay in the end. So <laughs> fingers and, crossed. And if Robinson was to, to go sort of unexpectedly, who are the, who are the candidates that you would be looking at to, to come in and replace him? I've not thought about it at all, mate. I mean, yeah. I think with the way that we are at the moment, um, he'd have to fit the profile of somebody who's sort of young, someone who's up and coming, someone who plays an attractive brand of football, someone who um, likes developing young players. Mm. Um, wouldn't bother me if it was a first-time kind of manager, someone who's been at the under-23 level and coming in for the first... I mean, I don't know. I'd, I wouldn't want somebody sort of a typical lower league manager. Um I mean, so you know, if you, if you look at like Lincoln, for example, someone like Appleton, someone yeah. you know, who's who's got those sort of attributes, a bit like a bit like Carl Robinson as well, in terms of the way they want to play and the way they sort of want to bring in young players, someone yeah. like that. I couldn't, I couldn't name, couldn't name somebody. Else. I mean, maybe someone like Daniel Stendel, um, still available, I think. So, 
he's he plays a good attractive brand. That's just off the, completely off the top of my head, to be fair. So someone someone who fits that description and could yeah. come in and be sort of a, almost a like for like. But yeah, I I to be honest, mate, I don't think we'll be. Yeah. I'd be quite surprised if we're looking for a new manager anytime soon, to be honest. Yeah, well, apologies for putting you on the spot, but I'm going to apologise <laughs> to what I'm about to speak to you about now. Obviously, Oxford have had quite a bad week um, on the pitch. Result, you know, defeat against Blackpool, defeat against Northampton, um, as we speak, last night. You know, has that sort of dashed the hopes of the playoffs or do you still think you might be able to sneak in there? Um, it's certainly, yeah, certainly dashed the, the hopes. Um it's crazy to think just seven days ago we beat Doncaster 3-0 um, and we're all sort of looking and, and we're all sort of starting to believe. My kind of my kind of view is that we've always been a mid-table, top-half kind of team. We're a good team. We're definitely a good team in the making. We've got some good young players that we're bringing through and we've got a good core to the team, a good spine um, to, to the team, but we're not quite there yet and we're not as good as we were last season. I, I don't think that's necessarily... I don't think blame can go to anyone for that. Like at the end of the day, in like a pandemic hit transfer market yeah. with a rush through salary cap and having to replace Rob Dickey and Marcus Brown to like super influential players last season, it was always going to be difficult. We didn't have a particularly great summer transfer window in hindsight. I mean, uh, I think last time I, I, I come on here, I was, talk- I was bigging it up and talking about how great our transfer business was, but... <laughs> I think, I mean, a lot of the players aren't even here anymore that we brought in in, in, in the summer. So um, it's it's been a tricky season, but I still think the foundations are there to go and build something next season and the season after. And um, I mean, there's talks of a, of a potential takeover as well, which could be promising for us, hopefully. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the, two, the last two games, I mean, the, the game last night <clears throat> was just a, bad team selection, yeah. um, trying to sort of... Over... The, the amount of games we've played is pretty mad, really, when you think about it. Um, and I think we tried to rotate. We didn't get it right. And, um, yeah, it was a bad, bad night at the office. But I, I don't think we'll get into... I don't think we're quite top six level this year, but there's still... The foundations are there still for some some to, to build something quite impressive over the next few years, I think. But yeah, yeah this year I think it's just a probably just a step too far for us to be fair. And that's the game I sort of wanted to concentrate on the Northampton game last night. I've spoke to some some friends of mine who were who are uh, cobbler supporters. They sort of said Oxford lacked a lot of urgency once they went behind. They were you know they were was it about 30, half an hour, 35 minutes between going behind and, and the end of the game. And it only looked like the last five minutes that Oxford looked, you know, turned the screw a little bit and put some pressure on a really shaky back line. Mate, if you look at the stats this season, when we go behind, we very, very rarely come back. Um, and that's been a constant theme, really. And actually, the flip reverse, actually, is that when we go ahead, we very rarely, rarely sort of don't win. Like, it's just been that kind of, you know, once we go behind, I'm not saying the heads drop, but... It's almost as if we lack a, I don't know, I don't want to say plan B, but it kind of almost is. Like, it's yeah. almost a little bit of a, not, not, I don't, I'm not saying we go route one and pump balls into the box, but we almost, you know, when we, when we, when we're not allowed to control the game, it's almost like we don't really know what to do. And we start, we start, we do start hoofing it along a bit. I mean, last night we started going really direct um, and it wasn't really working. Um, I think Carl Robinson, isn't the greatest on the spot thinker um, in the world in terms of his subs and in terms of his tactical changes in game. Mm. Um, very good at setting teams up, very good at 
um, coaching players and into a certain style that's entertaining and wins a lot of games. But I think when things start going against us, the subs and the tactical switches in the game, this season anyway, has not, not been the best. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's funny really because we, we, we never got going in the game. The selection we picked from the start was just... I think most people just raised an eyebrow when we saw the team, team sheets coming in and it never really got better from there. And I think once we went one nil down, we never managed to recover. And that sort of has been a theme of our season, mate, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the defeat to Blackpool on, on Saturday, I think it was. Obviously, there's no shame in losing to Blackpool at the minute because they're on some, you know, they're on one hell of a run and they look like they could probably gate crash the playoffs, you know, beating Peterborough as well last night. Definitely, definitely. They, they were really, they were really, really good, mate. I think they were probably one of the better teams we've played this season, actually, the way they pressed and sort of suffocated us um, and didn't really let us have a, didn't really let us get a grip on the game. And in fairness, I think if you look at that game in comparison to the one on Tuesday, um, we, we sort of shot ourselves in the foot on Tuesday, whereas to be fair, you could just say, hold your hands up and say, we were beaten by a really good team on Saturday against Blackpool. Um, yeah. Really, really clinical, excellent from set pieces. Their press was relentless. And we just we they just would not let us get our game going. Um, pretty similar to what we did to Doncaster like a few days earlier, but yeah. we just had it flip reversed on us really. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean Blackpool. Not surprised they won on Tuesday. To be fair, against Peterborough, they they look like a a really good bet for the playoffs. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know they've they've got games in hand as well. I think they can, they can technically yeah. catch up to us, um, but they'd have to win both of them obviously, and they've still got to play us. So. Scary times ahead. Um, let's just take a, take a look then back at the reverse fixture of uh, between the, the two sides earlier in the season. First day of the season ended Lincoln City 2, Oxford United 0. You know, we're very happy to say that. You might not as well be um, so delighted. I know you've got a smile on your face, but, um, you know, how how much of Oxford sort of evolved since then? Because I know they went on a quite a poor run where they lost, you know, they didn't win seven of the first ten. Um, and then they went on some incredible run around, you know, just before Christmas. And then, you know, how have Oxford changed since that, that opening day defeat? Uh, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said leaps and bounds. But last night, maybe, uh, well, you know, maybe not. But no, we, we have. I mean, the, the team as well has changed quite a lot since then. I think we brought in a few players in January. Um, Brandon Barker, I think Milos Depot came in after that. He'll, he'll obviously, one of them will play. Um and it's changed around quite a lot. I think we have come a long way since then. And that was a really, that was a bit of a wake up call for us in the first game of the season. And, you know, as I think I said to you last time, so we always seem to start slowly in seasons. Yeah. It's, it's something that since Carl Robinson has been here, it's just been a constant problem to be fair. Um, and that's really cost us in the long run because we ended up going on a nine game winning run but we only ever got as high as like eighth, eighth or seventh because we had just so much yeah. um, catching up to do. Um, and it was similar last season. We just started, if, if we'd even had a sort of half decent start last season, we would have been knocking on the door of the top two. Um, but we had just, again, had to, had to catch up. Yeah. And that's just constantly, we're having to catch up constantly. And we're always having to chase people down rather than the team that, that, that's going to be caught. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've we've come a long way. I think we're, I think as I say, like I think we're a good side. We're a good side of the making. We're probably mid-table, top half. On our day, we can we can we could perform well. I mean, we've it's only one week ago we beat Doncaster three 0 at home. We actually just ran them off the park. Yeah, um, that was unbelievably only one week ago. So yeah, I mean, we can we can cause Lincoln problems. 
Um, certainly, it, you'd hope at least we cause we cause you more problems than we done the opening day because that really yeah. wasn't. I mean, I remember Carl Robinson saying at the time that we were we dominated the game. I mean, it, we we never looked likely to score in that game at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Lincoln were by far the better team that day. To be fair, yeah. um, I th- I'd like to think we've come a long way since then. But yeah, we are going through a little bit of a sticky patch at the moment. So. Who knows what team that's is going to turn up? Like inconsistency has seemed to plague our season. So, who who knows? And I was just going to ask you actually, what did you think of Lincoln that day? Obviously, we went ahead quite early in the game, so we had quite you know we had an early advantage through um, Scully scored, and then we had a then we had a score a second sort of in the second half, which sort of you know compiled the defeat. What did you make of Lincoln that day? And could you sort of tell? You know, obviously you'd seen Oxford in the playoffs and what sort of side they had crafted. Could you tell that Lincoln were in for a good year after you'd seen them for ninety minutes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I th- I I, th- I thought Lincoln were going to be in a good in for a good year anyway. Like I think with Appleton at the helm, the, the the sort of players you managed to bring in, it looked like I could see the way it was going. Like I knew Lincoln would be dark horses. So to be fair, I didn't think you'd do quite as well as you have done. Like knocking on the door of automatic promotion. I think. I mean, when when I talked to Appleton like right at the start of the season, he was sort of saying top ten and maybe playoffs the year after. I think. Yeah. So he exceeded even his own ex- expectations a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that, like, if, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, I don't think that was Lincoln at their very best. I don't think that was a, yeah. like a great Lincoln performance. Mm. Um, I think we just were, we probably were just not ready for the season as per usual. Yeah. Um, and you probably took advantage of that. I think we had a man sent off in that game as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think from that particular game, I would have thought, wow, Lincoln are incredible. They're a great team. Yeah. They'll get promotion. But, from what I know of Appleton and what I know, like looking at the sort of players he brought in, yeah, it looked as if he got exactly sort of what he wanted. Yeah. And um, I always thought Lincoln were going to be a force to be reckoned with um, from just knowing what I know about the manager. Really. Yeah. Obviously, we, we've brought Brennan Johnson and, and Morgan Rogers in as well, you know, since then. So a few more problems for you, for you boys to deal with. Um, just while you're talking about Lincoln... Uh, do you think that, you know, that we're going to get promoted this year? I know it looks like we're probably going to have to settle for the playoffs. Do you think that you know, there's a chance we might be playing in the second tier next year or do you think we might be stuck down here with you lot? <laughs> to, be, uh... to be polite, obviously. Not not, not <laughs> saying that's a bad thing because league, 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 being in League One next season, it was the goal probably in the first place. But, you know, could we? do you think realistically we could probably make that jump? No reason uh, why not, to be fair. And I think if, if, if I just like go back to when Appleton got promoted with us, we went through our wobbles. So we weren't amazing from day one to the, to the last day. We went through, you know, runs of form where we're like, God, maybe we might have to settle for the playoffs here. God, you know, I'll be going to blow this. It seems quite similar. Like I know it's a, the, the, the difference is there are, there are only two automatic first spaces in, uh, in league one rather than uh, three in league two. But yeah, um, and it's probably a bit less quality in, in League Two, but we definitely went through our our struggles in that season as well, where we went two or three games that win. We dropped points against teams we should have been beating. We dropped points against teams are like challenging for, for, yeah. um, us for promotion. I remember, I remember we lost at home to Accrington. I think we lost at home to Luton, and you know we we, we thought, oh god, are we going to blow this? Um, but we we come through in the end and. We stayed calm. I remember the last three games of that season. We needed three wins. We won two nil, two nil, and three nil, and we just could not have looked more convincing. And I think Lincoln 
it wouldn't surprise me if they come through with a with a bit of a second wind and they and they really come you know, and they and they sort of get going again and, and start yeah. to look really convincing. It would not shock me because Appleton's been here and done it. He's won promotion. Yeah. He knows what it takes. Um, he's can stay really really calm in the situations. He's a really really calm guy. I think if you look at him in comparison to Carl Robinson, that's probably the biggest difference. Is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl Robinson is the least calm manager you'll ever ever yeah. see. Um, whereas Appleton's the complete polar opposite. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. I, th- I think the, the worry for Lincoln would be the form of teams like Sunderland and the form of, mm. of I mean, Hull, Hull really ran us off the park um, and were beat, well beat us. They look like a, a proper side under Grant McCann. Um, that would be the concern. I mean, Peterborough, I think, are going through a difficult patch as well. So these, these things do happen. Um, I think as long as you keep yourself in the mix, which I think you are doing, um, you never know. And, you know, you, you'll probably get in the playoffs and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule against you in the playoffs. So yeah. I hope you do go up, to be fair. Like, I'd be delighted for, for Michael Appleton. He really deserves it because I, I've tweeted about this before, but it annoys me every time he's linked with a job and you hear the same old comments yeah. from their fans of... Yeah. Oh, the oh, what him. the guy you got sacked by Blackburn. Uh, yeah. this, this guy is on an honestly. Yeah, I, I, hand on heart, hand on heart. This guy is on, on another level. Like, he shouldn't be managing in League One Agreed. at all. Um, and it's probably his own. I think he'll admit it's probably his own sort of dodgy decisions at times that have meant he is at the moment in League One. He could yeah. easily be managing in the Premier League. I honestly, I honestly believe that. Yeah. People call me mad, but I honestly believe that. You look at some of the managers that manage in the Premier League. Like Alan Pardew had like ten years plus in the Premier League. Like he's on another level to people yeah. like that. Yeah, to coach. Um, so, you know, look, I hope you go up. I really do. It would, it would, um, it would really make me happy to see to see Michael doing well because he was just first class for us. And then you know, just talk about next year. Then if if you know Lincoln and Oxford are both in League One next season, you know, there's going to be at least three quarters of the division aiming for those six promotion spots aren't there because you'll have the three teams from the championship you'll have most of this league will feel they're, they're going to get promoted you know how would you fa- you fancy Oxford's chances next year you know obviously the recruitment window we you know we can't really talk about but you know do you think they could probably push for you know make a better attempt at it next year rather than this year yeah, yeah. I mean I hope so. I hope so I think it all depends on 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 the on the players we're able to bring in um I think as I said the nucleus and the core of the team is really really strong for Oxford you know, if you look at the whole, you go through the spine of the team, a good young goalie in Jack Stevens, a really solid partnership at the back in Atkinson and Moore. You've got Gorin, you've got Brannigan, you've got Taylor up front. It's a good spine. If we just build around that with some quality, add some quality around that and some, probably a little bit more consistency around that, we give ourselves a chance. But yeah, League One is always just super competitive. I mean, God, I mean, if you look at the table now, it's just about two points separates about, 10 teams it seems yeah. it's just completely yeah. mental and it, it will be that again next season I'm sure of it um, and you always you always have one or two teams that you're just not expecting um, yeah. we can always talk about if it's Sheffield Wednesday or whoever next season they'll be up there oh Ipswich and we'll always we'll put them teams at the top but there's always one that just come out the woodwork and this season it's probably Lincoln um, yeah. and Next season, it could be Oxford. Like if we recruit well, um, I don't see any reason why not. We've sort of been up there before. Um, we've kept ourselves in the mix this, this year without being sort of too threatening. Um, but I say we've got a good core of the team. If we keep that together, make a f- you know three or four smart signings to supplement that, 
you know, I, th- I think we've got a, a pretty bright future, to be honest. Um, but yeah, looking too far ahead, to be fair. <laughs> I was going to just say my penultimate question would be, what sort of effect do you think, you know, especially at Oxford, where the atmosphere is quite good and you know, there's a lot of people down at the ground, you know, what sort of, do you think that's going to have much of an impact on, you know, especially on League One next season and football as, as a whole? Because obviously the players at the minute are just not used to having, you know, some of your players that you've got at the club at the minute will never have played in front of your home supporters and players like ours, which we're sort of worried we're not going to see in the flesh. You know, what sort of effect do you think, you know, crowds coming back into the grounds is going to cause these these players? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they can only, only have a positive one. Um, Oxford, I don't think, are renowned for having an incredible home atmosphere, but actually there have been a few games... Um, this season where I felt like, especially if going back to your earlier point of coming back from behind, maybe a, a team roaring us, a fans roaring us on yeah. might have made a bit more of an impact. I'm not saying it would have, we'd have got promoted with fans, but it, it, could, <laughs> it, could, it could have, it could have made a little yeah, bit more, uh, yeah. a little bit. And, and all the, you know, if you just have a little bit of an impact per game, it can all add up. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's all speculation, but to be honest, I'm just desperate to get back in there. I don't really care if it has a positive or negative effect, to be fair. I'm just desperate yeah. to, get, to get back yeah. in there. But um, you, got, you guys were able to get into grounds this year, weren't you, for a little bit? I went to... I went to how many games did I go? Three games, actually, because I went to... Uh, Outside. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> live, live TV. Yeah, um, happened last week. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I went to th- I went to three games, two in the league, and then one in the um, in the Papa John's. So, um, which we didn't even sell out for the Papa John's, which I thought was mental at the time. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I went to, went to three games early in the season, uh, which were which were weird, but you just take anything at this point. Yeah, and and, and finally, then just Joe, um, a score prediction for Friday night. Oh, God, um, I don't want I don't want to be too pessimistic. Um, we don't win on the telly, Joe. We, we don't, don't win, win on the, on the telly, telly either, mate. It's going to have to be a draw then, won't it? Yeah, 1 1 draw, probably. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, draw then. There you go, yeah, 1 1. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, thanks for coming back on, Joe. Where can where can our uh, supporters find you on Twitter and social media, that sort of thing? Um, if I can remember my own Twitter handle, it's at Joe underscore Citrone, C I T R O N E. And yeah, check out. Um, Star Sports, that's my place of work. If you're going to put a bet on Friday Friday night's game, use Star Sports. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, as I say, Joe, thanks very much for coming on again. Absolute honour. Hopefully we don't see you next season. But, you know, if we do, never mind. I'm sure we'll meet up for a beer. Um, thank you everybody else for watching and we will see you next week. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.